Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you, and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Raven Devaney, and today we will be talking about Spectre, my all-American, Love the Coopers, Suffragette, the Peanuts, and the 33. So to start off the show, we are going to be talking about the new James Bond film, Spectre. And we have with us 11-year-old Triana from Philadelphia. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing very well. We also have Kendall, who is 13 from L.A., and we have Kiefer, 15 from California. So, Kiefer, how are you? It's Blakesley. Kiefer, Blakesley. But I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> and Kendall, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you guys for being on the show with me and talking to me all about this film. So, Kendall, what did you think about the new James Bond film? I thought it was very interesting and adventurous. And it was very different from a lot of movies that I normally watch. And I'm glad I was able to see a movie that was beyond my comfort level, and I actually kind of enjoyed it. That's awesome. I think it's always nice when you find films that are outside of the genres that you normally watch, but they're still really engaging, and I think that definitely speaks to the quality of this film. So, Triano, have you seen any other James Bond's film before I ask this question? No, I really haven't. I'm not really, like, a big James Fan of James uh, Bond? Yeah, fan. <laughs> so, coming from the perspective of someone who isn't necessarily the biggest fan, what did you think of this film and, and the visuals and the action and whatnot? I thought it was very good. It was, like, very astonishing and entertaining that it actually had me, like, on the edge of my seat. I was very into the film, and I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was very good. Wonderful. So, Blakesley, Kiefer, Blakesley, I'm assuming that you've seen other James Bond movies? I have the complete collection on VHS tape. That's how vintage I am. (laughs) That's amazing. Of course you do. So, what did you think of Spectre compared to some of the other ones? This film was directed by Sam Mendes, who also directed Skyfall, but to my knowledge, I don't think he's directed any of the other James Bond films. So, what do you think of this movie compared to Skyfall and then compared to the much older films. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. It's It did bring back a lot of the classic tropes of Bond and Daniel Craig plays a nice rendition of Bond since it's He's been played by so many different actors, and each yeah. one giving their own touch. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, compared to the other films, I mean, it's. I hate to compare it to other James Bond films in this case because each film gave its own charm and essence of Bond. So to compare it, I find it a little bit unfair. But I mean, is it the best one out of all? Certainly not. But I think it lives up to what Bond is known for. So it's a good addition. That's good. Yeah, I think it's definitely hard to compare new movies to the old ones because when you have such like a classic as. James Bond. I mean, no new age film will ever really be able to fully recreate how classic the stories are because we do have 
such advanced technology and, and in filming, not only is it going to look different, but it's going to feel different. But I think that's cool that Sam Mendes was able to sort of add this to the collection and it's able to hold its own. So that's pretty yes. cool. So Triana, why don't you talk to me a little bit about the acting in this film? What did you think of obviously Daniel Craig as James Bond, but as well as some of the other um, actors such as Christopher Walt, everyone else? Um, I thought they did excellent with each other. They actually, I thought they did really good because the romantic part, they actually knew each other. So it just all went together perfectly. So they did a wonderful job with it. Wonderful. And Kendall, talk to me a little bit about the soundtrack because um, everybody knows sort of the James Bond theme song. So music is obviously a really big aspect in this series of movies. Uh, So what did you think about the music in this particular film? I thought the music was very excellent and it flowed with the movie very well. And it just brought the entire film together. And it was just the icing on the cake that made the movie very exciting. Mm-hmm. So Kiefer, talk to me a little bit about the action and the conflict with a in this film because obviously James Bond always has some sort of thing that he has to do and he's all like I'm James Bond and I'm cool and talk about it. <laughs> we got an ep- epic action scene in the beginning. Every time I'm always excited to see Bond films because they always have they always give a great action scene to open it up. Sometimes it's Bond bungee jumping off a dam, sometimes it's we see him Going into the line of fire and pulling up a plane in midair. I mean, these are some great <laughs> stuff. Here we got some really cool action scenes. I love the action in this film. They're crisp. They're very fun. That hand-to-hand combat, gunfire, all that fun stuff you know about Bond. But uh, the emotional aspect, I have to mention, I was a little bit sad that they didn't develop the emotional aspect because they hint in the trailer a lot that it's Bond learning about something about his past, and I'm not, I won't give anything away, but he does, but I feel like they could have developed it more, because there's so much more with Bond's past that's a mystery, and they gave a lot of answers to it, but it felt like it was, I don't know, it's not disappointing, it just felt like we could have expanded more on it that was more interesting. Absolutely. And Kendall, can you tell me how many stars you give this film on a scale of one to five? I give this movie 4.5 stars because I thought, personally, I thought it was a little bit slow for me. But overall, it was a fantastic film. Alrighty. And Triana, this film is rated PG-13, but what age group would you personally recommend it for? I thought it was a perfect age group, so I would give it 13 to 18. Wonderful. Well, guys, thank you so much for talking with me about Spectre. Everyone should go check it out. It is in theaters now, so make sure you swing by with your family and friends and check that out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and right now we are going to switch gears, and we are going to start talking about My All-American, and we have with us Triana again. Uh, So what did you think of this film, My All-American, Triana? Oh my gosh, this film was so amazing, and I could totally relate to everything that was going on. It was so great. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of the acting? Because I personally am obsessed with Finn Whitrock, who plays Freddie Steinmark. I love him so much. And this film also features a lot of really other amazing actors like Sarah Bolger and Robin Tooney and and all sorts of wonderful people. So what did you think about that aspect of the film? I thought that was excellent. And it just all went perfectly together. So it was just amazing. I just enjoyed it. And can you give us a brief overview of what this film is about? The film is basically about a boy that has good sportsmanship and he plays football he just tries hard to go into a wonderful college while
while he's in high school, but he never could get into one. So he just kept on trying, having good sportsmanship, praying and everything. And finally he got there. But an incident happened that all of you guys should go watch it to see what that incident is that Mm -hmm. actually really hurt him. Well, it sounds like this movie definitely has a lot of morals behind it, you know, sort of perseverance and determination. What do you think about the morals and the messages that this film can deliver to the audience? I think the morals and the messages that that it will deliver, you should always just try, never give up, have good sportsmanship, and just be a good sport. Just have fun with everything and just do a great job at everything you're doing. Absolutely. So this film isn't, it's obviously not going to have a lot of special effects in it because it's not really an action or a sci-fi or fantasy or anything like that. But what did you think of the filming and the visuals despite the fact that it doesn't have any fancy special effects? thought it was pretty good because it just made me understand the film much better and like understanding the background was pretty classic and old-fashioned like to me get me like real into the film Mm -hmm. so I thought that was pretty good wonderful and do you have a favorite character in this film my favorite character would have to be Freddie Steinmark and why is that because he just always was always happy and jolly and he just always tried so hard to like be the best at everything and even when he couldn't do something he would still never give up he would just have sportsmanship all the time so I really just admired him in this film so talk to me a little bit about the character developments and relationships between the characters because obviously Freddie being the main character he goes through a lot throughout this film as you mentioned he has to persevere and he tries and I'm sure he grows as a character through that and he also is faced with an incident as you mentioned but what do you think about the relationship and the development between Freddie and the other characters throughout the film? I thought that was good and they all actually made me realize that they all actually had a true relationship between each other and even though the parents, I really didn't see the parents throughout the film a lot, but I could always tell they always had a true relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you or the general audience would be able to relate to certain aspects of this film? They could, but it depends basically of how the crowd is. So I know earlier when we were talking about Spectre, you mentioned that that's not necessarily your type of film. Would you say that this is more geared towards your type of film? It is, you know, a biography about this young man. It's a drama. It's sort of sports centered. So do you think that people who like this specific genre will really be into this film? Or do you think this is sort of a film for everyone? It kind of depends. But for my liking, I thought it was good. And all the people that like my type of genres, they will also like relate to this type of film. And how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I give this film five out of five stars. And I feel this way because it's family orientated, awesome. It has romance. It's hilarious. And it was just a wonderful film that taught you a great message. Absolutely. And this film is rated PG. What do you personally think about the age rating and who would you recommend this film for? I think I would recommend it for PG-13 because some younger children under the age of 
10 and they might not understand it that well because they're mm-hmm. so young so it's kind you would say of like 10 and up maybe yeah 10 and up wonderful well guys make sure you check out my all-american it is in theaters very very soon so definitely check that out and triana thank you so much for telling us all about this wonderful movie i personally cannot wait to see it it was fun it was so fun. <laughs> let's take a break i'm raven and you're listening to kids first coming attractions this week's show is brought to you by the snowman from encircle entertainment We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Today we're talking about the film Spectre, My All-American, Love the Coopers, Suffragette, The Peanuts Movie, and 33. Right now, I'm here with my good friend Willie from Orlando, Florida, and he's 16 years old, and we're talking about Love the Coopers. How are you doing, Willie? I'm fantastic. How about yourself? I'm losing my mind, obviously, but <laughs> I think I'll be fine. So, 
I checked out the trailer for this film. It looks absolutely adorable. So tell us about your impressions on this film. I'm a sucker for these kinds of movies. I'll be completely <laughs> honest with you. Star-studded romantic comedies are my absolute weak spot. And Love the Coopers <laughs> was, was really no different. Uh, you, you had Diane Keaton and John Goodman leading. You had uh, June Squibb, uh, Olivia Wilde, and uh, Marissa Tomei supporting. I mean, it, w- it was just a great cast. It was completely predictable, but so much fun to watch. Yeah, when I saw this, I know this film is directed by Jesse Nelson, but... I got a Gailey Marshall feeling from it, you know, like New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, but <laughs> all the different stories going on and the celebrity cast, my word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantastic cast full of like Oscar nominees and Oscar winners. It was a treat to watch them work together. Speaking of which, tell us about their storylines and their characters in this film. Oh, man. Each story connects... And not in a like a metaphorical way, like they literally connect, like they're all related somehow. You know, a, a, a Cooper is in every storyline, essentially. You have Olivia Wilde's storyline in which she meets the love of her life at an airport. You have John Goodman and Diane Keaton's storyline in which they're trying to rekindle their marriage. You have Alan Arkins, who I forgot to mention, I don't know how. You have his storyline where he takes under his wing a, a young waitress trying to branch out. And then they all come together, you know. And then you have Marissa Tomai, who's who's on the edge, who feels like she's an outsider of the family. She, she you know, she makes her way in eventually until they all come together and just finally realize that their problems are surmountable even for just this moment at Christmas. Oh, just talking about snobs, it just makes just makes your heart melt. I mean, guilty pleasures are... <laughs> Again, I love the holiday season. No matter what holiday you celebrate, it's still you get this warm feeling. I love films who are able to capture that essence of that warm feeling with family and friends during this time of the year. So, speaking of which, I personally don't have a big family, but I do have family members who maybe can relate to the Coopers. So, are there any moments in this film that you related to for the holiday season or any time at all? Um, I related to the character, to some to some of the characters in the situations more so than their plots per se, because I don't have a large family either. And we don't really have that many issues. So I'm more related to each character because the way the film works is that the narration gives us all the exposition of each character because, you know, they can't all be developed because there's too many of them. Just listening to some of that narration and seeing how they get over some of their issues, I was able to relate to those. And speaking of a lot going on with the story, of course, did you feel like that the too many plot lines and characters kind of made the film, I wouldn't say, much, for lack of a better word, kind of messy? Or do you feel like they just flowed cohesively? No, that's the thing. It was... It wasn't as well balanced as it could have been. Okay. I only caught, there are only one or two mistakes. You know, like there's a character that we don't get closure with and he's, you know, he develops and then just leaves. But other than that, I was actually really surprised by how each storyline somehow got enough attention. And then once, of course, once they all come together, then they become one storyline. Well, that's good to hear, certainly. Yeah, there's some those films where you're just like, wait, I know we got closure with this character, but what happened to this one? Like... But it sounds like they tried their best to get everything together. Now, it's also romantic, but it's also a comedy. How would you think about the comedy in this film? It was really funny. And what, what made it... Can elaborate? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, of course. I was, I was getting to that. Yes, of course. Full of one-liners, full of great one-liners. Some of them I can't necessarily say, but just trust me, there are some, there are some really great one-liners, some really great moments. The funniest cast member to me was June Squibb, who plays the grandmother. Of course, that's, that's the most, you know, that's the funniest role in the entire movie. You know, it's the one where you get to just make dirty jokes and be old. So, um, you know, you know, my <laughs> my my vote goes to June Squibb for funniest cast member. Maybe she'll finally win an Oscar all these years. She deserves one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's only been 80 some odd years. I, uh, well, I know. <laughs> I feel like this film kind of relates a little bit to my family. Again, we don't, I don't have a big family, but when I'm watching it, sometimes it, like June Squibb's character from the trailer, it reminds me of my grandmother who can be that wisecrack. 
kind of person else, but sometimes my grandfather as well. Alan Arkin, I swear, he's like my grandfather's brother. It's just so, <laughs> it's like one liners all the time. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about Spectre and all my, my All American. We're going to continue talking about Love the Cooper, Suffragette, the Peanuts movie, and the 30, and the 33. Um, by the way, Love the Coopers is out November 13th, so please go check it out. Now we're going to segue into another great film that came out, which is Suffragette, starring Meryl Streep, Helen Bonham Carter, you name it. So really, I bet you have quite a bit of talk talk about this film. Yes, I do. Go ahead. Oh, Suffragette was so disappointing it was what oh okay it was i i know surprise it was it had so much potential to be great it had a story based around women it's a wonderful story in history it was written by a woman it was directed by a woman and it starred a woman that is very rare in hollywood and i felt that this team would be the team to finally show that yes women can lead their own productions and i'm not saying they can't i'm just saying this isn't the film to prove it because because it never reached the levels it needed to much too early it plateaued in about the first for first 45 minutes and then you, we are always constantly waiting for that for that moment where we say yes where we where we clap our hands and we stand to our feet and we ourselves get angry we get bored it's so you know it's so slow moving and it's so repetitive and you know it just it just never quite gets over the hump you know it's like a, it's like a like a constant speed bump you know what i'm saying it always retracts away from from what it could have been i say great into that segment um because i've been even good reviews and well fair reviews and then you take a big U-turn around. So <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? So, well, that's fascinating. No, I'm really fast. I'm really interested to hear the pacing. So I'm hearing the pacing slow. And so the acting I hear was pretty good. I, you're, you're saying your complaint, well, complaint is the production or, or is it the story that you felt like was not to its full potential? The directing and the writing. Directing, writing. How so? Because the screenplay never quite gives, okay. The screenplay's issue is that our lead character, Maud, never arcs the way she should. So when we go with her on her journey, we never quite see her truly change and we get, for lack of a better word, bored with her. No the directing, story. Yeah, no arc with her. And the, the directing's problem is that it never takes what the screenplay gives it and reaches that emotional high. But by the same token, the screenplay never gives the direction a chance to make it, you know, to give it an all-time high. They, they're, they're married in their issues, you know? Totally understand. Now, I, I will say that this is one an opinion I haven't come across yet, and that's why I'm really fascinated to figure out also anything else. What did you feel like was made this film good, I, I would just say? Good? Purely the acting. Purely the really, acting. the acting is one of the one of the few things the movie has going for it. Carrie Mulligan does a fantastic job leading this movie, and that's another frustrating part is that had her character had more of an arc we could have really seen what she could have you know what, what she's capable of i don't feel we really seen what she's capable of since an education back in 09 helena bottom carter does a great job and then we get to meryl streep hmm. and this is a little a little biased disappointment here she's she's barely in the movie if i had to give a rough estimate i would say three minutes she's in a wow. scene and that's another issue with the movie you know her character is so revered that if you know and they show her picture before she shows up and to me that was that was a mistake as well because if you just have the characters talking about her this great woman and get the audience worked up and ready that builds our anticipation and that keeps us in every moment waiting for her instead of just giving us you know giving us who she is as soon as the film opens and instead of just the regular
regular cameo could have been a, a glorified cameo, if you will. Something that doesn't feel very wasteful. Now, that's a shame. They treated Meryl Streep as just a cameo. And that, no, especially for a film about women's rights, we utilize gosh darn Meryl Streep. Wow. I agree uh, so much more with her. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm stumped. I was really excited for this film, but now I mean, don't worry, you didn't kill my mood. I'm gonna go check out this film now. Cause, but now I'm really more fascinated to check out this film. So, what would you say would be besides the directing and writing? What would be a film? What what would you want to add differently to make this film to to make a film like this and make a it film, grand? Film like this, I'm I'm gonna say this. I would rather a film be too passionate than underpassionate. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel. I know this film was passionate, obviously, and you could see it, but it never went anywhere with its passion. I'd want a, a more, a, a much more stronger, focused, and and headstrong direction rather than a direction that that tries to, you know, just kind of slowly ease you into it. Or rather, I'll put it this way: you want a teacher to do a PowerPoint instead of just giving you the reading to do. You know what I'm saying? Understood. I felt the movie gave us the reading and not necessarily showed us what it was trying to say. So you're saying it didn't go far enough with the message? No, it didn't. Did not. Okay, then. Well, hey, I'm, that's a very interesting point of view. It makes me want to go check out the film some more. So, again, if you want, please, go check out the film to, see, to figure out what you think of the film. It's in theaters now. Really, this has been another pleasure. And, again, giving another insightful opinion about a film. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I had a great time. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We are also sponsored by The Snowman by Ancegal Entertainment. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh. Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. 
Hey, and welcome back. I'm Raven, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. So, right now, we are going to be talking about the new adorable Peanuts movie. And we have with us right now 13 year old Kendall from LA and 11 year old Miles from New York City. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Wonderful. And Kendall, how about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Doing super well. So, Miles, why don't you tell us what you thought about the Peanuts movie? Well, I thought it was really good. However, I didn't like their title. I mean, the Peanuts movie is basically self-explanatory, but I really didn't like it because they said THE Peanuts movie instead of A Peanuts movie because I think that they should definitely do more since they have so many books. I mean, I have a lot of Peanuts books at home, Mm -hmm. and I have two movies, too, and they lots of the time they show other movies and shows about seasons and stuff, but I Mm -hmm. thought they should have said A Peanuts movie to keep everybody on their cliffhanger for another one, but I don't exactly know if another one will pop up, but I'm hoping. Well, hopefully. I mean, it sounds like you liked it enough that you want to see another one. That's pretty good. Hopefully, yeah. if this film gets a good response, they'll maybe have the Peanuts movie part two or never mind. This is just another Peanuts movie. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So this is an animation, but it's a completely different type of animation than what we've seen with the other Peanuts movies and cartoons when it's more of a drawing style. This is more of a computer generated type thing like think toy story like that's kind of the type of animation kendall what did you think of this visual style compared to the older classics that all of us know and love i thought it was great and even though it wasn't exactly how charles schultz drew it or how it was before it still brought the essence of the characters and you could just really see how original like and even if you were they were just kids were similar too which was which i enjoyed and kids in this now in this generation will still be able to relate to it and they wouldn't be really missing out on it on out on as much because it's still kind of similar and they all relate Mm -hmm. so I really enjoyed that. That's wonderful. So in each of the Peanuts movies or TV shows, there's always some sort of silly antics that the kids go on, and Snoopy always goes on on some fun adventure. And I know in this particular movie, Snoopy is battling his arch nemesis up in the sky, the Red Baron, and and Charlie Brown obviously has his own little adventures. So Miles, can you tell me a little bit about the adventures that go on in this film and more of the plot line? Well, there definitely is this interesting part because Snoopy goes on his great adventure but he brings it into real life with him and then adds another twist which is in lots of peanut books if you read the books i do but snoopy brings out one thing which you might find from the trash however i do think that charlie brown's kind of goal does get accomplished at the very beginning yet he doesn't realize it yet so i am personally a huge fan of the peanuts and charlie brown i act a lot so i was in the like Charlie Brown you're a good man Charlie Brown musical when I was like 10 and then I was also in it again last year so I am like a super big fan of Charlie Brown especially where music is concerned so Kendall can you talk to me a little bit about the soundtrack of this film the soundtrack was very interesting and I thought it was a perfect fit and how it's still it was each each soundtrack was perfect for each scene and they still like they have a couple of songs that they've used and 
the pre- in their previous Peanuts film with Charlie Brown, which was great. So like our parents could remember those music, those soundtracks and different songs and be like, oh, I remember that. And they also brought in some uh, new songs and different in different music in the soundtrack, which was great. Mm-hmm. And it just fit perfectly with the entire film. Wonderful. So everybody knows sort of the staple Peanuts characters. You have Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Linus, Sally, Schroeder, you know, Lucy. I don't know if I said Lucy already, but can you guys talk a little bit about some of the other characters that are maybe brought in? Miles, I'll let you speak to that first. Well, definitely they're Peppermint Patty mm-hmm. and um, you remember her name? Marcy? Pa- Mar- Marcy. Yeah, Marcy, yeah. Peppermint Patty and Marcy are definitely shown a lot in this movie. If you have the books, you can definitely know that they don't live near Charlie Brown and that they don't go to the same school. However, in this one, apparently they do. And <laughs> so they switched a couple things up. around, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kendall, can you tell me how many stars you would give this film? I give this film five out of five stars because it was really a great film to watch. And I think everyone will, enjoy, will be able to enjoy it and relate to it in some way. And it was just a very interesting and a movie that's perfect for everyone. It's relaxing and just it, it lightens you up and it makes you laugh and just makes you feel good inside. Absolutely. Well, Miles and Kendall, thank you so much for talking with me about the Peanuts movie. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and right now we are going to continue talking about the Peanuts movie, but we are going to welcome in 10-year-old Naeem from Brooklyn. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Wonderful. Thank you for being with us today. Um, so not only did you get to see the Peanuts movie, but you also got to interview the director, I believe? Yes. Wonderful. So can you talk to me no, a little bit? The producer, sorry, the producer. So talk to me a little bit about your interview with the producer. Well, he complimented me about my outfit. I was wearing a black sparkly jacket. Mm -hmm. And he said that I'm the most well-dressed person here. (laughs) That's wonderful. And we have the same birthday, September 17th, which is cool. That's wonderful. It definitely sounds like, like you guys hit it off pretty well, and it was wonderful talking with him. So can you tell me about some of the questions you asked him related to the film and some interesting responses that he gave you? Well, I asked him, has he been in the other, and has he produced any other movies like this one? And he said, well, not really. I mostly do adult movies Mm -hmm. and TV shows. That's interesting that he is used to doing more adult-geared entertainment. And then switching over to the Peanuts movie, which is completely... Well, not completely a child's thing, because I think adults and teenagers love the Peanuts just as well. But it's a pretty big switch. Did he say why he chose to do the Peanuts movie at all? He said that he loves Charlie Brown and watching the Christmas specials and the Halloween special and Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving special. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Charlie Brown always has holiday and and season related specials and I was a huge fan of watching the Christmas special when I was younger it was kind of a tradition growing up at my grandmother's house to always watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special are you a fan of Charlie Brown would you say well I don't watch much of it but Mm -hmm. yes I'm still a fan (laughs) and what did you think of this particular film it was really good Mm -hmm. and especially because I saw it in 3D oh wow and Pigpen he was running when he was playing hockey and dust came flying out of the screen, and I tried to wipe it away with my hand. <laughs> That's how good it was. 
Wow. That's interesting that it is in 3D. That's something that I forgot to mention earlier. But not only is it a completely different style of animation, but it's also 3D. Do you think that the 3D added to the story or was it just kind of like a cool little extra thing on the side? I think that it would be just as good if it wasn't 3D, Mm -hmm. but the 3D added to the movie. Wonderful. And do you have a favorite character in the Peanuts movie? I like Charlie Brown because it's funny when he messes up things Mm -hmm. so everybody not everybody that's too much of a generalization but most people are familiar with you know the charlie brown cartoons and and have some sort of idea in their head you say charlie brown or lucy or snoopy some some sort of familiar idea pops into their head so what do you think about the voice actors and how they did sort of relaying that familiar feeling well based um from the old tv shows and Mm -hmm. the new one so they did a really good job with their voice that's wonderful um if you could be any character in the peanuts movie whether it's one of the main characters like lucy or sally or uh, somebody else like peppermint patty or marcy who do you think you would be snoopy snoopy because he goes on all these cool adventures that's wonderful and what age rating would you give this film do you think like what age would you recommend it for all ages because all ages could enjoy it wonderful well name thank you so much for talking with us all about the peanuts movie and it's super exciting that you got to interview the producer it sounds like you guys had a pretty good time this film is in the theaters now um and it is rated g so definitely young and old should check it out you're a kid and you want to sort of immerse yourself into the peanuts for the first time or if you're a teenager an adult and you've grown up with watching the classics this is definitely something you're going to want to check out name thank you so much for being with us today it was wonderful talking with you you're welcome let's take a break i'm raven and you're listening to kids first coming attractions this week's show is brought to you by the snowman from encircle entertainment the longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. 
Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. At the Kids First Coming Attractions, I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I've already said that, didn't I? Well, we're going to continue by talking about the films Spectre, which we already talked about, My All-American, Suffragette, Love the Coopers, and The Peanut Movie. Right now I'm talking with Harmony, who is 17 from San Jose, California, about 33. How are you doing, Harmony? I'm good. How are you? Again, losing my mind, but I'm, I'm sure I'll find it somewhere. <laughs> so, this is a new film that just came out. It's a based off a true story starring Antonio Banderas. Tell us about your first impressions on this film. I was very surprised at how realistic it felt. The movie made you feel the pain of the miners, the stress of the rescue team, and the anxiety of the families. And it kind of makes you feel like you're going to throw up during the entire movie, but that just shows how amazingly they depicted the horrifying true story of the innocent men who are stranded for survival. And I have to say, I'm a sucker for these films. Based off true story films are some of my favorites. Definitely. Because, well, movies portray things that have happened in real life, and they do a great job at it. Now, I have to mention that this film, I wouldn't say got terrible reviews, but it's getting kind of not the best reviews amongst other uh, older critics, so why do you think that and how would you defend this film? I don't know why they can have such horrible reviews. It's a true story that they just visualized for us, so I don't know how a true story can have that many bad reviews, but I can... It did just come out, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah. The beginning, the special effects weren't that great. It kind of gave me a bad impression at first, but I was really surprised at how strong the ending was, and it really, really changed my mind and even the rating. I was gonna give it and I was really surprised at how well they got the audience attached to the characters and it felt like you were involved in the struggle. You weren't watching it, you were kind of experiencing it. So I say that it was really good in that sense. Boom! You proved them wrong. That's all we need. <laughs> now, I, I want to take this time because I don't think I'll be able to talk about this, but this film is perfect time to talk about. This film, uh, the music for this film is composed by James Horner, a wonderful composer who's composed many beautiful themes such as the th- music from Braveheart, Titanic, Avatar, you name it. And and sadly died this year in a plane crash. And he will forever be lived on as a beautiful composer, one of my favorites. So I just wanted to bring that up. So what did you think about the music in this film? Yeah, the music was very Im- impressive. The first song that played, I recognized it. And I looked at my mom and I was like, wow. Because it really fit the, the visuals in the beginning. Because like the intro showed a lot of the deserts and mountains of Chile. and Chile. <laughs> <laughs> it really matched the, the scenes, fit well. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, movies are music. Sometimes there are those little moments where you don't need music to set a mood and it's just perfect, but there are those times, well, most films, we need music. We <laughs> love music in movies. There's some iconic ones out there. So let's talk about the acting in this film. Antonio and Baron Deras, mostly, but what about the other actors in this film? How do you think they did? 
they did really good. I didn't really recognize any of them. I was kind of surprised, you know, with the other actors' performances because, again, in the beginning, I wasn't really sold. But then once they, once it met their struggle and their true personalities came out, they really showed, they sold themselves. They really showed that they can act out the struggle as I would imagine myself, how I would act in that situation. So I thought they did very well. Now, I understand the story focuses on, of course, the the men who got tra- who were trapped underground, but also they talk, they show the families and the people trying to get them out. Tell us a bit about that story and the how that film portrayed it emotionally. It was very emotional. I actually got teary-eyed, and I but I think one of the best aspects of the movie was really getting a single person who's watching this movie feel the pain of all different sides of the story. The audience gets to feel the pain of the miners once again. Like I said, the anxiety of the family and even the stress of the government and the rescue team. So you feel all the pain on every side of the story. Certainly. And this event actually happened only five years ago. So not too long. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I, I like films that are able to tackle on a subject quickly. I mean, some and we have a new Benghazi film coming out, which is directed by Marco Bay. So again, we're getting a lot of films about well, about recent events coming out as soon as possible. Hollywood is fast. Yeah. <laughs> How do they do it? Anywho, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're still talking about the 33 and also the film Suffragette, Love the Coopers, My All-American, Spectre, and the Peanuts movie. We're going to continue talking about to Harmony about the movie The 33. So, Harmony, you mentioned that you love the story and everything, but was there any moments in there that you felt like was well, a bit slow, or do you feel like it was a good pacing of a film? I think it was a good pacing of the film. It kind of went straight into action, but, you know, the, the character development at first was kind of confusing to me because, you know, 33 men coming at you all at once. It's kind of confusing because you're trying to know who is who and which person's which, and they just kind of, kind of like didn't really make each character's story clear to me. They kind of just had a bunch of side stories about each person and their lives and it kind of confused me when they were all together. I was like, who, whose family belongs to that guy and what's that guy's story? But then <laughs> later on it cleared up and, and then once it got deep into the story of the movie it all made sense. So I'd say the beginning was a bit slow and confusing. I can just imagine the screen the screenwriter for this film just saying, wait, 33 people? <laughs> Wish it was just three. We can just focus on three characters. No. No, I mean, yeah, understood. There's a lot of characters going around and it's only, it's only like, what, like a two-hour film? Mm-hmm. Well, that's as much as a, I think an audience can handle about an hour to two-hour film before, or unless it's the Lord of the Rings films. But yeah, a lot of characters, a lot of story arcs to go through. So what would you say the moral of the story is? Moral of a story is definitely to persevere and not to give up. Uh, to look at things with an optimistic point of view because it, if leaders, it's basically talking about how a leader is someone who doesn't give up and someone who looks at the bright side no matter how dark the situation is. Always look on the bright side of life. Anywho, uh, you just, you gave that to me on a silver platter. That was just beautiful. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> it's a great moral to learn, especially for this kind of film. It's films about survival. I mean, they're just, they're intense. And speaking of the intensity of this film, talk about the L. What would you say the age range for this film? Because it looks like it gets pretty dark. Yeah, I'd definitely say at least 13. Yeah, I think 13 is a reasonable age. There's some violence and, yeah, disturbing visuals, I'd say, I guess. She says very hesitantly, like she's not trying to give something away. Yeah, I'm definitely trying so hard to filter 
what I say so I don't spoil anything. Ooh, it's one of those films, huh? Okay, then. Definitely a film I gotta go check out. <laughs> so what'd you say about the cinematography in this film? Because this this film was uh, set in Chile, but uh, well, how was the cinematography for this film? It was, the cinematography was nice. Once again, the beginning was kind of shaky for me. They kind of had to... shaky cam or it was just shaky story? Both. I actually okay. was gonna, I was gonna catch myself on that, but I just let it slip. The camera was also shaky. I was paying attention to that because they kind of have to make a visual of a mountain collapsing so you can imagine how shaky the camera would be so yeah I, the visual effects for the mountain collapsing was okay but later on once again I think I feel like the whole movie in all aspects improved throughout it because I wasn't about the visual effects cinematography acting all that in the beginning but then I was sold later on you know it's a film that grows on you yes there are films like that you get into it's like uh, I don't know and then as the film goes on like oh, okay I can get into it yeah so how many stars would you give this film I give it a four out of five stars I'm guessing because of the shaky cam and just the pacing in general yeah yeah but it was also a step up from the typical survival movies and it had some humor in it and I just I really liked the ending and how it can get the audience really emotionally attached thought it was really great now I'm gonna throw you a curveball here since this film is based off a true story are there any real life stories that you would like to be seen portrayed in film and if so who would you like to act in it or any were there any people you would like to be part of the film wow curveball right there give you some time to think about that oh man I need time a story that's true and hasn't been depicted in a movie yet well it doesn't have to be maybe it can be another portrayal of this film because there's many films about different types of parts of history but yeah maybe a different perspective uh probably something scary because I really like scary things it's gonna sound really dark but probably like a serial killer story or something ooh based off a true story serial killer Okay, well, I'm seeing the lights <laughs> on tonight. We'll, we'll bring back um, Anthony Hopkins and we'll probably oh, get... Oh, yes. Anthony, that's who I would choose, definitely. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. All right. Well, we'll think about it. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get a couple of agents. We'll call a few studios. We'll, we'll think about something. Definitely. I'll act in it, too. I would enjoy that. So, this film, again, very intense. What would you say your favorite scene in the film was? Without trying to give too much away. Oh, okay. Well, my favorite scene is probably a comedic scene, which is when all the survivors are imagining themselves with lots of food. It's like a daydream. They kind of have a daydream because, you know, they're starving down there. They're going so many days without eating regular meals and they just kind of, all of them have this like daydream about they fantasize about having giant platters of food served to them by beautiful women and stuff, and I found that really funny. Oh, so it's played. Uh, so, do you feel like the film meant it to be played comedically? At certain scenes, they kind of threw in some comedic parts in there, but I don't think, obviously, in the true story, there was any of that humor. Well, you never know, because certainly in a situation like that, humor is a good thing. Shows that you're still sane. True. Well, Roger Mark said humor is reason gone out. So, about that time, something to keep those spirits up is always good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, Harmony, for talking about The 33. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley. And be sure to check out our reviews and red carpet events on our website, www.kidsfirst.org. Also, go check out our Huffington Post blogs on the Huffington Post teen section. If you want to see, if you want to become a Kids First film critic, go on our website. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We're also sponsored by the Snowman from Encircle Entertainment. Thank you for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. 
Tune in again next week. <laughs>